old. I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshe and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched Luck. Apple TV and Skydance put out this animation in 2022. It's rated G and has a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes. Some other kid-friendly movies Skydance put out around this time were The Atom Project and Transformers Rise of the Beast. Girls, what would you say this movie's about? It's about a girl who picks up a lucky penny and then she loses it. Yes, that is what it's about. Zosha, can you add anything to that? She finds out that there's a land of luck. Yes, this movie's about a girl named Sam who's had extremely bad luck her entire life. But when she crosses paths with a black cat who she gets a lucky penny from, her luck changes. However, that cat can talk and he needs that penny back. But Sam lost it, so now they're on the hunt. Some familiar voices in this movie, Bob, the black cat, is voiced by Simon Pegg. He is Buck in the Ice Age franchise, Scotty in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films, but parents, you might know him as Sean from Shaun of the Dead, a film we might cover for Valentine's Day. Daddy and I watch it every year. Yep. Captain is voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. She is Fantasy in The Page Master, Shenzi from The Lion King, and parents, you might know her as Otome Brown from Ghost. Marv is voiced by Lil Rel Howery. He is Alex Stringer in Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, Nick in Dashing Through the Snow, and parents, you will know him as Marcus from Vacation Friends. Daddy and I recently watched this movie, and we got a lot of laughs out of it, but do not watch this movie by your children. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. And you can watch that on Hulu. Yes. Rudy is John Ratzenberger. Everybody knows this voice, whether you realize it or not. He is Ham in the Toy Story franchise. Yeti in Monsters Incorporated, Mac in the Cars movies, The School of Fish in Finding Nemo, and he is P.T. Flea in A Bug's Life. You hear him in every Pixar movie. (laughs) Yep, he's in every single Pixar movie. And then the director of this movie is Peggy Holmes. She hasn't done anything huge, however, Mommy might think that one of these is huge. So she directed The Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning, okay, Tinkerbell's Secret of the Wings, which is a fine movie, and then Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Those movies slap anything with Mickey and Christmas, man. It's a good time. (laughs) They do. (laughs) But that's a solid rap sheet of kids' movies. Yeah, it is. So like I had said, this movie came out in 2022, and we got it right away. We had every intention of watching this movie as soon as it came out because there was a cat in it. And our girls were like, oh, there's a cat movie. Let's watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Never got to it. Here we are, 2024. We tried to save it for March for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But the girls were just so excited once they saw it again that they were like, no, we need to. So... Here we are, and this was actually a first-time watch for all of us. Yes, and I was excited to watch it, too, when it first came out. And like you said, just got buried. And I'm glad we finally watched it. How about you? I am. I had no idea what this movie was about. Obviously, I knew it was going to have something pertaining to luck. But (laughs) for the most part, I didn't watch a trailer for it. Nothing. I had no idea what we were sitting down to watch. And I think it was a, a pleasantly packaged movie. So let's get into some details. So when you were younger, it might not be as this movie portrays it being a whole world, but did you believe in luck? Did you have like a lucky penny or a lucky shirt or maybe like a rabbit's foot or anything like that? Um, I always had like, oh, this is my lucky outfit. If I wear this, I'm going to have a good day. Okay. But I remember my friends and I, when we would see a lucky penny, we were like, oh yeah, we got to pick that up. And Maggie, Betty and I would also spend time trying to find four leaf clovers in our front lawn because why not? So yeah, I did believe in luck. Did you ever find a four-leaf clover? 
Not that I remember. I remember talking to somebody and they had mentioned four leaf clovers and I was like, yeah, we'll never find one. He literally looked down on the ground maybe four to five seconds later. He goes, this is a four leaf clover. I was like, get out of here. Did you have it in your pocket? And he goes, no, I just found it. That guy is going to win a Powerball one day. <laughs> yeah. Did you believe in luck or have a lucky outfit? I did not have a lucky outfit. However, I did have a lucky rabbit's foot and it was like a blue color. I don't know why they made them different colors. I remember there being like red ones. And I'm like, this is, there's no red rabbits. What the heck is this? But uh, I did have a blue lucky rabbit's foot and I thought it was lucky. Did you keep it like on your backpack when you went to school or was it just in your room? I had it in my pocket. Okay. And speaking of luck, something that I'd like to mention, depending on your spiritual beliefs, this movie could be wrong to show your kids. It's obviously based off luck. So if your beliefs surround karma, serendipity, or seizing your own opportunities, then this might not be for you. Yes, this movie is very centralized around good luck and bad luck and how it is all randomized. And I'm not a big fan of it because it shows that we have no control, but still very cute concept. But let's talk about the music in this movie. It is done by John Debney, who did the music for Elf, Hocus Pocus, Liar Liar, and The Sims Medieval. Yeah, those are some pretty big movies that I know a lot of people know, and they also have some really good scores. Like, I know Elf is a really good score. I love that score. This movie, Luck, it seemed like it didn't have as memorable moments, but I think on a second watch, because I did rewatch some scenes just so I could hear that score that he's got, but I think on a second watch, it's really going to be something that we all appreciate. I'd agree. I would need a second watch, because off the bat, if you told me to hum you the melody to any of the scores in this movie, I would not be able to do it. I have zero memory of any music in this movie. So one of the positives I have, the animation looks pretty good. It kind of gives me Raya and the Last Dragon or Frozen vibes, like the way Sam looks, like her face and the eye spacing and everything kind of looks similar to that. I don't know if you thought that as well. All the eyes in this movie are very Disney. Yeah, so there's a shot in the movie and it takes place at night and I want to mention it. Because it just looks so good. Like they really paid attention to the lighting and the way that the streets are. And it's when Sam is sitting on the corner and she's about to give Bob a piece of her sandwich. And there's street lights and it's it's a dark night. And the way that it illuminates certain areas of the street, I was like, wow, this just looks beautiful. Like the composition of it all, like it, it makes me sound like a nerd. But I pay attention to these things and I appreciated that. It casts a realistic shadow. And while I did like the animation, there are moments where Bob is kind of flat. Like for being a cat who has fur, I was like, um, he's just straight flat. There's no fur to him. Not, it wasn't like Frozen where you could see all the shirt fibers and everything like that. So not necessarily Disney quality. However, this is something to appreciate. Yes, because I feel like they made Sam's hair very dimensional. Okay. Like the way it would wisp out and not, it wasn't messy, but you could tell that there were layers to her hair. And then, yeah, you look at Bob and it's like, look at this black cat I drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam as a character, she was fun to watch, but also just brutal. Like, whose luck is that bad? Which you could say is unrealistic. I, I couldn't imagine meeting somebody like her with such horrible luck in her life. But she's very positive. She's so warm and loving and caring, despite the cards she's been dealt in life. Yeah, you had mentioned that it's unrealistic, that, it, you know, that wouldn't exist. However, we are watching a movie about a talking cat. Precisely. So, so you kind of have to take it for what it is. What's really cool about her is that when she finally does have her breaking point in this movie, and she does hit it, she's told that no matter how unlucky she is, everyone who has her in their lives are the lucky ones because they have her. And it's a really nice scene. It's one of those scenes that kind of pulls at your heartstrings. The girls were kind of messing around with their sweets at the time, so I wasn't able to give my full attention to the screen. 
But I remember looking up and saying, man, I should be feeling a little bit more in this moment. So there are some moments in this movie that you're like, oh, man, I like this. Yes, Sam's just very selfless and is a good role model for kids to watch. Yes, so most kids will like her. Other than Sam, though, there are lots of characters in this movie, and it all seems like they have their moment to shine. Like, there's Jerry the Leprechaun. I thought he was super fun to watch. He is. He's another kind, cute little soul. He'll do anything for Bob, and then he meets Sam, and he's like, of course I'll help you. Come with me. Oh, are you wearing my clothes? That's okay. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, so you can keep sweet. my You can keep my shirt. Yes, it's okay that you stretched it out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a lucky dragon in this movie who's voiced by Jane Fonda. I don't really know any of her stuff, but I know your mom pointed out. She goes, I know that voice. Yes. It's Jane Fonda. I don't know anything she's from, but cool. Good for you. I'm glad you could point that out. The dragon was cool. She's almost like the president of the land of luck. She runs everything upstairs. Yeah, she could smell bad luck from anywhere. So she was a pretty cool character. And then there's Jeff the unicorn, who I think we all loved. I think that was the girl's favorite character. Both of them enjoyed anytime Jeff was on the screen. Yeah, he had a mustache and sideburns and he had like a jogging suit on. It was just... He's a funny character. Yes, and he was German or Dutch. Uh, he had one of those <laughs> accents to him. He did. He has so a when thick he accent. spoke, yes, the girls loved his accent. And the side story is that Jeff and the dragon were a thing and they can't be together because the land of luck and the land of bad luck can't intertwine. And it's just it's so cute and awkward, this weird love story they have. It's it's very entertaining. And then, like you had mentioned, Rudy, John Ratzenberger, he's a juice tender in the land of bad luck. And he's a cool character as well, because he kind of mentions that bad luck is bad. However, if you have bad luck for so long, you kind of learn to just roll with the punches and you kind of just adapt to any of the bad luck. You make it good or make it somewhat tolerable. Yeah, you're better at tackling your obstacles. And then another thing to think about is how can you appreciate good luck without having bad luck? They need each other. You need that compliment. Yes. And then last but not least, Bob, the black cat, Simon Pegg, does an awesome job as the voice. I love that he has this Scottish accent and he's a likable character. He does have his moments that you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this guy because he's just hesitant. He has a wall up and he has a wall up for a reason. And it's something to appreciate later on when it is taken down. Yes, because at first he's like, I don't want to know anything about you, Sam. Don't tell me anything about you. We're on a mission. We are just here to find this penny. And that is it. But he surprises everybody and ends up being a real sweetheart. Yes. And then Bob, obviously, being one of the main characters is one of my favorite scenes. And I can't finish this podcast without mentioning this scene because I just thought it was so funny. And it's when Sam and Bob have to try to get back their penny from the real world. So Bob goes in this room and he's going to man this bunny drone to go into the real world. And in this room, there's a bunch of rabbits on computers, but there's also giant monitors above them all. And they can see what Bob is doing on his screen, but he's supposed to be doing this in secret. So Sam walks in and she's like, hey, you know, they could see them all. So to distract all the bunnies... She starts singing Lucky Star and doing this performance and taking all the attention away from the screens and the bunnies start dancing with her. And it was just such a wonderful scene. The music is good. The voice of Sam, Eva Noblezada, she does a very good job singing this song. It's a good cover. I actually added it to the girls' playlists. And it was just such a fun scene. I love this scene. I don't know how you felt about it or if you had your own favorite scene. It was cute. The girls liked the little bunnies booty shaking and all of them in their little suits. Like it was adorable. And I don't know if it's in this scene or later when Bob makes a comment that, oh, the bunnies can't resist dancing and they <laughs> yeah. all kind of get together. I think at another point in the movie, too. It's just it's a cute callback. It was. 
So on the flip side, let's head down into the bad luck side for negatives. The runtime, although this movie moves and was entertaining, there was a very tiny gap that we noticed our girls were more preoccupied with their sweets than the movie. I would have found a spot here and there to shave off 10 more minutes to make a solid hour and a half movie. It didn't need to be quite as long. Yeah, I think one less attempt at trying to get the penny might have helped a little bit more because this movie is just, hey, let's go get this penny. Oh, man, it's out of our reach. Okay, now we're close to getting the penny. Okay, now it's out of our reach. They're just trying to get this penny the entire movie. So I think one less attempt would have cut off like 10 minutes, like we had said. And with that being the premise of the movie, just getting this penny back, getting some luck for her friend, getting Bob back to where he needs to be, etc. It is extremely simplistic. Now, this is a positive and a negative, I think. I think it's a negative because you're going to lose those older kids with this animation. There's just not enough fluff to this plot, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I would say eight and up would not enjoy this movie. You're going to lose them fast. Okay. Eight and under, fantastic. Toddlers especially, like, you know, two-year-olds that are just getting into watching movies are going to love it because they can follow the details of this movie. I agree with that. And one of the last negatives that I have about this movie is that there's a moment that you see A113 come on the screen. A lot of people might not know what this is. A113 is a classroom from the California Institute of Arts that alumni animators like to sneak into their movies, particularly Pixar movies. Every single Pixar movies you will find A113 hidden somewhere. And I got excited by this because we love Pixar movies. However, it slightly ruined my viewing. Can you think of another Disney movie where a girl goes through a portal and then when she gets there, everything seems to go wrong, but by the end, you have this really nice message? If we're talking Disney movies, I would say Disney movie, Alice in Wonderland, Pixar movie, Monsters Incorporated. (laughs) Yes. And then how about a movie where two opposites team up and then by the end, find out that they really just need each other? Inside Out and Elemental. So I get where you're going with this. You want to believe that this is an original because this is the first Skydance animation. Yeah. But because all these animators were pulled from other projects, you kind of see that copy-paste format. Yeah. And we understand that, you know, no movie's original. Everything is inspired by something else. However, for being, like you said, Skydance Animation's first film, they kind of should have upped the ante a little bit more than this. But I get the flip side. Maybe they wanted a safe shoe-in bet for kids to enjoy. It's a coin toss. (laughs) Exactly. So what kind of parental guidance come with this movie, Mommy? I don't have much for you today, folks. Language, there is some name-calling throughout the film, and Bob uses the British term bugger, but I'd view this movie as squeaky clean language-wise. Violence, none unless you count clumsiness as violent, which it sometimes can be. I couldn't imagine being trapped up into a Murphy bed like Sam gets so many times. Yeah. Scary at five and seven, our girls found nothing scary in this film, but the bad luck land might make very young viewers a little uneasy. The lighting, some of the noises are creepy and the shadows that are cast. But I would say it would make you more so anxious for Bob and Sam's quest. Yes, in the bad luck world, Bob does mention that a lot of the beings down there are roots and goblins. So some of the kids couldn't see that as being scary. Yeah, Sam hits on that monster word quite a bit, but then you realize that's not the case. Yes. (laughs) Grown-up stuff, the concept of adoption and living in group homes is hard for little ones. I know Amelia asked me what a first visit was and why she was waiting to go home with people and find a forever family. So I explained that to her briefly, which can add a touch of sadness to this film, which brings us to Cry Factor. 
I did not cry, but the ending was very heartwarming. I do love this idea that everybody finds a forever family in some way, shape, or form. Yes, there are a few scenes that pull at the heartstrings. As for an age recommendation, I'm going to say any age. It's a colorful and fun movie. It has leprechauns, unicorns, dragons, goblins, bunnies, and talking cats. So any age is sure to enjoy it for sure. Like I had mentioned, though, the popularity of this movie definitely depends on what age your children are. If you have kids closer in age like ours, I think you're going to please both of them. If you have a little bit bigger of an age gap and you're looking at maybe 6 and 12, maybe you're only pleasing one kid with this movie that night. But let's see if my assumption is true with our girls. So Rotten Tomato critics give this movie a 48%, which is a thumbs middle. Audiences have it at a 67, which is also a thumbs middle. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give luck a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up, okay. Amelia? Thumbs up. A thumbs up as well. Mommy? I'm going to go with thumbs middle. It's a very good movie, but it's still not the top of my rewatch list. So (laughs) what about you, Daddy? I'm going to give this a thumbs middle as well. It's not at the top of my rewatch list either. However, if it was on, I'd be like, okay, let's watch this movie. Yeah, it's not an immediate turnoff. No. And if any of you would like to add luck to your movie night list, it is exclusively streaming on Apple TV+. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.